Welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast, where here we're just discussing belief, how we can actually dive deeper, and how you can actually use belief to your benefit, because I'm going to be real with you. Belief is the key to everything in life. Every episode, we will discuss different aspects of belief, how you can grow it, how you can sustain it, and more so how you can reap the benefits of belief. Yo, 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 let's get straight into it. I actually really want to talk how powerful belief is and what is disbelief today. Belief is so powerful, it's like a knife. When it's in the hand of somebody who knows how to use it, it's a tool. But when it's in the hand of the incompetent or somebody who doesn't truly understand the power of belief, it is a weapon. Just let just let that sink in real quick. I'm going to say that one more time. Belief is so powerful. In the hands of somebody who understands how to use it, it is a tool. But in the hands of the incompetent, it is a weapon. It can hurt you. So let's talk about the bad part about that. This is what we call disbelief, right? We said the word belief. B means to exist. Leave means in God's love. So belief means to exist in God's love, okay? But as we go deeper, we add a word dis in front of belief and it becomes disbelief. What is disbelief? Because when we actually talk about disbelief, we're going to talk about limiting beliefs limiting thoughts how do we get these why do we believe it believe in these so with disbelief to me it is as simple as not having belief and belief is really a two-way street either you believe it or you don't and when you don't believe it you're still believing in something so you have to believe the question is what are you going to believe in are you going to have faith or are you going to have fear i said in some of the earlier podcasts faith is believing in a positive outcome Fear is believing in a negative outcome. So let's expound on that. Disbelief. A lot of times we don't believe things are possible because one, we do have fear. Right? And then fear is broken up into rational and irrational fear. But we have to go into these limiting thoughts that have been portrayed upon us our whole life. We have been told no multiple times in our life. I'm going to be real with you. We probably have been told no maybe twice or three times more than we've been told yes in our life. So what happens is... We start having these beliefs of I'm not good enough, these insecurities. And behind every insecurity is a wound that has not been healed. We have trauma. And, you know, we look at trauma in a bad way, saying, you know, trauma is something, you know, that maybe somebody physically, you know, abused me or something. And I have to kind of talk about the word abuse. I'm kind of going to go a little bit deeper on this on another episode. But the word abuse does not have to be physically, emotionally. The word abuse means abnormal usage. When somebody's abnormally using you outside of your purpose, that is what we call trauma. And the crazy part about the person who abuses you the most is yourself. Because your thoughts have to serve you. I'm going to say this one more time. Your thoughts have to serve you. You are nothing more than the complete sum of your thoughts. So if your thoughts are negative, that's where disbelief comes from. Doubt will always come in the form of questions. I'm going to give you all this story. Right in the um in the Bible, God was talking to Moses, and Moses' first response was, "Who am I?" Do you know why Moses' first response was, "Who am I?" Because at the end of the day, Moses did not believe in himself, but he believed in the limiting thoughts. It's called inception. Right, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper on inception later, but let's talk more about the story. Why did Moses say, "Who am I?" Moses said, "Who am I?" Because he was stuttering. Because he didn't believe he was good enough. And do you know what God did? 
God did not give his insecurities a chance to speak. So God did not tell did, he didn't answer Moses question about who am I? What he did was gave, gave Moses an action. So throughout this action, his disbelief and insecurities did not have a voice to speak. Whenever you're acting, belief has to come out. So let's go deeper into inception. Right in this story or just in your life, think about all the times somebody has told you no. Maybe somebody has called you ugly or something has happened in your life that that was traumatic. Eventually, the more you hear it, it becomes a thought. Right. And one thing about thought an action is a reaction to a thought. I'm going to say that one more time. An action is a reaction to a thought. Every thought has an ancestor. Right. That is an action that happened. So when things happen in your life, a lot of times we kind of react to it. We internalize it. It can even be some something younger that you haven't healed from. This is why understanding your trauma, understand the word abuse, not like emotional abuse, like I said, abnormal usage, and truly understanding that thoughts become habits, you may be unintentionally ruining yourself. Or I'm going to say it in a different way. You may be unintentionally handicapping God because when God is trying to move in your life, you don't believe that it's going to happen. And what does a good book say? You can pray and ask and believe and forgive and it will be yours. A lot of people don't believe it's possible. Let's go a little bit deeper. One of the first things people say is, is when I talk to people about vision boards, when I talk to people about their dreams is, well, why would I do that? I don't see it as being possible now. There's this, one, there's this famous quote that I love. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Thoughts become reality. But most people do not believe in themselves and more so they do not believe that God can do it for them. They see God doing it for everybody else. But the real struggle is to understand that God can change my life and that God can actually make a miracle happen in my life. We have so many factors. It can be environment. It can be actions. It could be people. It can even be your own trauma that's holding you back. So disbelief is not just, oh, well, well, you know, well, I'm not just not believing. No, disbelief is really you not believing. It's any small inkling of fear and doubt. Doubt always comes in the form of questions. Just like in that story, Moses' first question was, who am I? So here's what we have to do when we do see disbelief. We have to counteract that thought. I do understand that thoughts are very hard to control. But when you are aware, what did Jesus say on the cross? He said this, and this is very beautiful. Forgive them for they know not what they are doing. When we are unconscious, I'm going to say this word one more time. When we are unconscious to our disbelief, our disbelief becomes a weapon. When you are conscious and aware that you know what? I can change my thoughts. I can change what's happening in my life because thoughts become things. And because I was created in the image of God, which means I can create like God. And how did God create? With his words. And so if I change what I speak and I change what I think, I can change what I do because an action is a reaction to a thought. Because an action is a reaction to a thought. So disbelief is very, very powerful because in this world, you have a lot of limiting factors, a lot of limiting beliefs. It can't even be your race, your ethnicity. It can be your gender. It can be your family. I'm going to give you a great example. If everybody in your family has seen poverty and you're the one going to create wealth, 
Nobody's going to understand your vision. It is not possible for them to understand your vision because God gave it to you. But a lot of times we have people who are looking for validation. And the only validation you need is from you and God. Because your vision is God expressing himself through you. I'm going to say that one more time. Your vision is God expressing himself through you. So when you know what's in your heart, you don't need nobody to confirm that. Don't let what you physically see right now, your current reality, distract you from what God is about to do in your life. Because a lot of times the current reality is a distraction. You know, people look at their bank account or people look at, man, my house, my car, it's not what I want. And then they get down. That's where disbelief comes in. That's when doubt sets in. This is why your vision is so important. And belief is, it's like a muscle. You have to work it every day. Because throughout your journey, you may have more reasons to not believe than to believe. But that's why belief is strong. That's why belief is so powerful. Because once you grasp a concept of belief, you can really change not just your life, but your whole generation. Belief is the foundation to changing your life. And belief is the foundation to self-love. Because what's the true definition of self-love? Self-love comes down to self-discipline. It means doing everything in my own best self-interest. So if I say I love myself, and I want to drop this gem on y'all, God is love. So the true essence of love is giving. So if I'm giving to myself what I truly desire, the real question that I want everybody to ask yourself right now is this. Am I actually operating in true belief? And am I not operating in belief because I don't physically see it? Just because you don't physically see it does not mean it's not happening. Everything in the universe has a polar opposite. Before it happens in the physical, because a lot of times we're in this microwave society where we want to, that we want to see it manifest in the physical now. But God is working in the spiritual, making it happen. God is preparing you. There is power in the pause. So make sure that you're asking yourself, am I operating in true belief? Or am I afraid or am I nervous? Which means that I'm operating in disbelief.